Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. You can get smart with your investing with help from knowledgeable professionals, customizable tools, and education designed just for you at TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Member SIPC. Ivanka Trump's future of work isn't for workers. At CES, Trump laid out a vision of retraining American workers for a tech-focused future. If only the administration's broader policies supported that view. By Brian Barrett. Ivanka Trump took the stage at CES on Tuesday to muted reception. Forty minutes later, she left to robust applause. No surprise, maybe, given the uncontroversial theme. The U.S. needs to prepare workers for the future. At a technology-focused show, that's not exactly a hard sell. But a closer look at the Trump administration's attitude toward work and workers belies her pitch and invites a question. Whose future is it we're preparing for? The Consumer Technology Association received loud, immediate criticism when the trade organization announced last month that it was hosting the president's daughter as a keynote speaker at CES. Expecting a major corporate lobbying group to enlist in hashtag the resistance seems unrealistic, especially three years in. The tech industry at large benefits enormously from Trump's tax cuts and has a vested interest in helping reach a trade war detente. Apple CEO Tim Cook, a vocal advocate of privacy and human rights, invited Trump Pear to an Apple plant just a few months ago and smiled placidly while the president lied his tail off. The CTA's embrace of Trump is as surprising as a hot dog's embrace of mustard. And Ivanka does have a case for being on the CES stage. She spearheaded the administration's Pledge to American Workers program, which has enlisted 400 companies to agree to provide job training to 14 million people. The White House signed off on a reauthorization of the Perkins Act, which allocated $1.2 billion for career technical education programs and has laid out a five-year plan to bolster STEM education. 
Education and workforce policy has been one of the brightest spots of bipartisan cooperation over the past three years, says Alex Burgos, vice president of federal policy, government relations and communications at TechNet, a tech company advocacy group that has previously criticized the administration's sweeping immigration crackdown. In a ballroom at the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, packed with tech executives and assorted media, Trump pointed to some of those accomplishments. That's really my foremost passion, removing barriers and obstacles for people who want to and can work to be able to provide for themselves and their families, Trump said. In isolation, it's hard to disagree with much of what Trump suggests. STEM education? Yes, please. Train workers for the jobs of the future? Absolutely. Provide more money for childcare to take the burden off of dual-income families? Check. But the future of work, and more importantly, of workers, isn't determined solely by the programs and policies that have those words in the header. It's shaped by the totality of the administration's policies. In that broader context, I think it's unambiguously bad, says Heidi Shireholtz, an economist with the Liberal Economic Policy Institute and Department of Labor staffer in the Obama administration. Every single time there's a juncture where they could protect corporate interests or the interests of workers, they protect corporate interests. That applies even to ostensibly pro-worker programs like the Pledge to American Workers. What we know is most of the federal government training programs don't work. What does work is when the private sector teams with a community college, a technical school, a university, a high school, and develops a curriculum that is taught to students and then ultimately hires those students, Trump said on Tuesday. One problem? They often don't, especially when the training comes from the corporate side. The programs that we believe are the best and most effective are where labor and management come together and workers have a voice in the process. We jointly funded industry programs where workers have credentials, where workers learn a skill and get a real job, says Liz Schuler, secretary-treasurer of the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations. You've seen the model deteriorate over time, where more of the burden is falling on the individual, and in a marketplace where they're sponsored by for-profit entities that take their money and they end up with nothing at the end of it. It's unsurprising that the AFL-CIO would take a pro-union position, but recent studies have also backed that claim. In 2017, the Midwest Economic Policy Institute found that apprentices in joint labor management programs in Ohio were 21 percent more likely to complete their training. Similar results have been found in Kentucky and Great Britain, as noted by the Center for American Progress. Besides which, the pledge to American workers is largely duplicative. Bloomberg found that many of the companies involved would have done the training anyway. More troubling, it lacks oversight and accountability, entrusting the private sector to train workers with their best interests in mind without repercussions for failing to do so. Take a closer look, too, at the $2 billion in additional funding for the Child Care and Development Block Grant that Trump touted Tuesday. The grant itself dates to an Obama-era reauthorization. The additional funds, appropriated by Congress, have been used to increase the number of children helped in only 16 states, according to a study from research group Child Trends. And then step back a bit to assess the entire field of Trump administration policies. They're taking a ton of regulatory action, basically all of which leaves workers behind, says Shireholtz. Some of that is granular, like weakening overtime rules for hourly workers. Some of it is sweeping, like cuts to the social safety net. And some of it is systemic, like a dwindling social security pool. 
The future of work is inextricably tied to the future of workers, which the Trump administration has put very much in doubt. Working people are bearing the brunt of these policies, says Schuler. The Department of Labor has cut funding from safety and health inspectors. The Social Security system is in dire straits. Are we going to let that collapse? The so-called gig economy that people are touting as the future of the economy, how are they going to do that if they don't have the safety net in place? Ivanka Trump has plenty to say about investing in American workers and providing paths to success that don't require a four-year degree. She sounds earnest in her desire to make work-life balance more economically feasible for parents. And she sees tech and cybersecurity as industries ripe for labor force disruption. If we can't come together on this, we can't come together on anything, she said as her session came to a close. Which is true enough, as long as you don't look too closely at the details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 